Hey, yeah, uh, this is GM and DM. Let's talk some D&D. I'm your host, Nadav Brand, a game master. And I'm Daniel Smith, a dungeon master. And on this show, we go through some D&D ideas for GMs, DMs, and players alike. Today, we are talking about wisdom-based traps. Okay, and this episode is a part of a mini-series we're making about creative trap design based on each ability score in Dungeons & Dragons. Today, we're talking about wisdom-based traps. So, Daniel, what is wisdom and what is a wisdom saving throw, right? Let's just have, like, just a general overview. Well, I mean, what is wisdom is a big question. I don't think I'm prepared to answer that. People have been trying for thousands of years. But, um... What is wisdom in D&D? Wisdom is a bit hard to quantify. It often, it's a whole bunch of traits lumped together that often seem connected but aren't in, in some ways. So common sense is wisdom, instinct, connection to nature, perceptiveness, mm. reading other people, courage for some reason. Uh, so like almost all fear-based effects affect wisdom, uh, willpower, and then kind of Generic magic resistance, like bestow curse attacks, uh, is based on a wisdom save. Mm. So you can get away with quite a bit, actually, on wisdom. But I would say, in general, if you want to incorporate a wisdom save, you want it to be against things that cause some kind of supernatural suggestion or some kind of mm. supernatural impulse, right? So this is how I would distinguish this from like an intelligence save, okay? is that intelligence saves are generally against things that attempt to bludgeon your intellect or your pattern recognition or your ability to think, okay? So things like feeble mind, things mm. like psychic scream, okay? Meanwhile, wisdom saves are about resisting deception or influence. So literally, suggestion, the, the spell, gives you a little suggestion, it, gives you, it influences you to do something. It doesn't damage your mind, it just tilts your uh, your ability to think clearly and makes you kind of makes you want to do something right right so i think if we look straight at the book right if we look straight at the book it basically says wisdom reflects how attuned you are to the world around you and represents perspectiveness and intuition that's just wisdom but wisdom as a saving throw dnd kind of mishmashes everything together and basically if it's a magical effect it's wisdom kind of most of the time uh I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, and that's why we're making this series, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in essence, um, because magic could be intelligence-based or charisma-based or con-based or whatever. And uh, even, you know, magic, if magic is pushing you backwards, perhaps that could be strength as well. Oh, I would completely agree. I mean, I, I, I do find that wisdom is often the kind of uh, the generic dumping ground for things that are hard exactly. to quantify, you know? Um, and I don't agree with that generally, but it, mm. that is how the game has kind of treated it for a long time. So you're right, you know? Yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. Well, today we're going to go over two traps. I'm going to go over a trap and Daniel's going to go over a trap and we're going to explain why we like it and how maybe you can use it in your game. And so this trap is a hazard type trap, okay? meaning it's an environment based trap. It's not a trap that somebody put there because they're out to get you, right? It's a trap that just happens because of where the players are. It could be that they are 
in a nice lake and the lake itself has a charm effect or something. It could be that they are climbing a mountain and the mountain itself is magical. Whatever it is. Wandering around in the Feywild. Exactly. So it's not intentional. It's kind of based on the surroundings. You can incorporate this by if your players are going from one place to another and you want them to have maybe a random encounter or something like that. It's not like a trap in a dungeon. These traps are great for on the road kind of thing. So this trap is called the Forest Meadow. I found it on a Reddit thread. Um, And basically, your adventurers see some sort of field with daisies. They smell them. It's amazing. And it just relaxes them and they just chill, right? Uh, A creature exposed to this for longer than a minute, then they need to make a DC 15 saving throw. If they fail, they are charmed. They bend over and sit down and do nothing but smell the beautiful flowers, right? Uh, At the end of each of its turn, uh, it needs to make another saving throw. And if it succeeds, it ends on them. But if the creatures continue to smell for a minute, it will fall asleep. Kind of harmless, right? It's just a hazard. Well, it's just like, it's it's the Woodstock trap. (laughs) (laughs) Smell the flowers, man. (laughs) So, kind of. But you can, if, if you're smart about how you make them roll, you can make it look not suspicious. Right? If you Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now the trap by itself is kind of harmless, really, right? They just fall asleep, they're not yeah, really sure what's happening. Just have a chill time. Like <laughs> if they just have a chill time. The problem is is if they need to go somewhere, or if you combine it oh, right. with okay. an ambush or with some sort of social situation, right? That suddenly the party is rude or if they they need to get somewhere or if somebody goes missing and they're not sure why, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you have a druid in the party, like we have in our group, and the druid likes going to search for animals. And what, what if the druid finds this meadow? And suddenly, right, and spends, where the fuck is the druid? It's <laughs> like six hours just sitting there, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, your normal group of maybe dryads maybe are, are not challenging for your level eight party. Absolutely, But yeah, suddenly yeah. they're in this field and after one minute of combat, the, the dryads are avoiding them, and they're not sure why the dryads are just using dodge all the time, <laughs> you know. And suddenly, after a minute, the party starts to fall asleep. Yeah, like it's one or two of them suddenly start to sit down and just kind of just relax, and everyone's like, "Wait, wait, wait, no, 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 what's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they assume it has to do with the dryads, and it doesn't. <laughs> oh, that's cool, actually. I like that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. Well, that's that's the forest meadow trap. Cool. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of of, of mi- mixing that with an encounter, like, um, and as you'll see, I like that kind of thing in general because that's exactly what my trap does. <laughs> okay. So the trap I've brought is the Tomb of Anglacor, which Anglacor. I've used a whole bunch of times. So again, this is a trap designed to supplement another encounter, right? Uh, it's a trap that's also it's simulating more of a curse. So. The players enter the tomb of Anglacor, the old king of High Barrow. They seek the dead king's crown. Surely he must have taken it to his grave. Dust lies almost as thick and still as snow over the ancient sarcophagi that lie in the chamber. They identify Anglacor's resting place and heave the crumbling stone lid aside. Right, okay, so this doesn't have to be Anglacor. That's just my thing. That's something I've used. It doesn't have to be a tomb. That's just a way of setting the right kind of tone. It could be a whole bunch of things. It could be the Temple of Tazarkan, the Demon God of Fear, or something like that, right? Mm. So the trigger for this begins like at the same time as an encounter would start, okay? 
So it's the moment they, they push the uh, the lid of the sarcophagi up or do whatever it, it is that would start the encounter in your right. version of this, right? So every PC within 20 feet of the sarcophagus must succeed in a wisdom save or be affected by a fear-based effect, right? And the thing is, they are not afraid of the skeleton warriors that begin to rise from the surrounding sarcophagi. Nor are they afraid of Anglecore as he starts to pull himself up from his slumber, right? They are right. afraid of each other, okay? So, uh-huh. yeah, so immediately after failing their save, they must move their full speed away from one another, okay? Until they save against the effect, they have disadvantage on attacks when within 10 feet of another PC. So, like, they're shaking, they're so afraid of each other that they can't keep their concentration, and they cannot willingly move closer to any of their comrades, Okay. So this is actually a little chance for some RP stuff. Let your players describe how their characters see the other PCs, get them to think about what scares them a bit, right? Right. But also, I mean, primarily, this causes a lot of strange tactical situations. Players have to really think about how they maneuver around the, the ensuing battle. It makes it much harder for characters to support one another or dogpile enemies. They, you know, they have to think like, wait a minute, this guy is going to get surrounded. He can't move closer to me. Therefore, if I move here, he won't be able to leave the area he's in, mm. right? So then they think, ah, oh, so I can't do this. So I've got to think of another way of getting to where I want to get to. It right. makes people kind of run around the encounter and, and do sort of weird stuff. It also makes for like people using their abilities in weird ways or their spells. Mm. Like Suddenly, pushing or pulling or charming become a lot more valuable because you can push around your fellow ad- your fellow adventurers or or if they really can't get out of a bind you can try and charm them and like just order them yeah. to leave it there you know like get them out of there that way a wisdom saving throw to fix a wisdom to fix the throw. wisdom saving throw yeah 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 a really weird situation but it's fun often um so one thing about this trap though is obviously so if the players are coming into this tomb and they want to loot it they want you know they want to get Englacol's crown hmm. This trap, it can't be avoided unless they choose not to do this, right? So that's one, I mean, I would say that's one in a way flaw of this. It's not something you can just kind of get, you can't get away from it unless you want to kind of fail in your objective. However, I would say that if you reward investigation, you can kind of mitigate that a bit. So what you do is like, so this trap kind of is in a way a punishment for players that run in and immediately like push they open things immediately and just kind like of me. yeah 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 exactly and don't look at anything and yeah pretty much uh, don't look at anything just kind of go oh that's the tomb let's just like this is push the sarcophagi aside let's open it up let's let's get out this thing right mm-hmm. so on the other hand though if if players take the time to really look over the sarcophagus uh, then they can maybe read something on it that tells them a little about what could be happening and i would say if they're a bit more prepared they, i would lower the dc a little bit like because they right. know something's coming, or maybe if they choose to, you know, they figure out something's weird about it. Uh, you can have people prepare in other ways. Like for example, this gives them the chance for like a like their cleric to go. You know what? Maybe this is like a trap thing. So maybe they want to cast bless. Right? They'll see they'll see something weird is going on, and the cleric thinks, you know uh... what? Maybe it's a trap like effect. I'm going to cast bless on everyone just in case. I want everyone to have buffed up saving throws, and that would be you know being smart. That's a, you know, uh, similarly, like maybe they don't even investigate it, but somebody goes, wait a minute, I have detect magic. I'm going to cast detect magic on this thing because 
it's weird. It's a weird tomb. And they think, and they see, oh, there's magic all over this. It's going to be trapped. Then everyone's mm. a bit more prepared, you know? So they yeah. know what's coming. But yeah, in general, this is just a trap that is meant to enhance a combat encounter. Uh, I think it often, when it's run quite well, it, it can be really fun because it, it has everyone kind of moving around in odd ways and thinking of weird ways to move to use their abilities. Um, mm. Yeah, but th then again, though, uh, I wouldn't use this on a party of halflings. Well, you know, it could just be, I would argue that could be tailor-made for them, you know? Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, well, I mean, it, it would definitely make them feel awesome. <laughs> it would give them a chance to use their uh, advantage, absolutely. Yeah. Either that, or you just put the DC on twenty, and <laughs> and all oh, right, and just be like, hey, yeah, you're not immune, guys. Like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's it's the god of fear, and that's why they were hired in the first place. It's that is cool. I do like the idea in a way of somebody of somebody thinking, ooh, I know that halflings are really hard to frighten. I'll send them to go after the the king of fear. I say many times that's how I actually plan my traps and my encounters. Anyway, I kind of look at my players and see what they can do. And what's yeah. their strengths? And then I'm like, you think you can do this well, but nah, I'm going to no, put a yeah. massive rock that the barbarian can't, can't move. move. <laughs> Mess with this now. Literally an immovable <laughs> object. Like, yeah, it's because, you know, players feel quite invincible most of the time in D&D. &D, and well, they shouldn't. It, <laughs> they, they shouldn't. <laughs> so it's, it's good to, sometimes you want to play to their weaknesses, but sometimes you want to play to their strengths. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, so I think that's a good place to round off. Uh, these were two wisdom saving throw based traps. If you like what we do, just uh, tell us what kind of wisdom based traps have you made. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode where we will talk about con based traps. And until next time, this was GM and DM. And remember, you can always blame the dice. Bye.